Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Roaring 20s Podcast. Today, we have on with us Ashley Schaefer from Styled by Schaefer. Ashley is an image consultant and personal stylist here to remind you that you are worthy of feeling and looking amazing each and every day. I love that motto. Ashley, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's going to be so fun. We haven't hit this topic before, so I'm super excited to dive on into it and pick Ashley's brain and get all of the tips and the tricks. But first, Ashley, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, and if you don't mind saying how old you are since it's Roaring Twenties. Of course, of course. So my name is Ashley Schaefer. I, like you said, I'm an image consultant and personal stylist. I live in South Jersey, not far from Philadelphia or Atlantic City, but I have to add that I'm originally from New York because I just have to pay a little homage to my home state. We're from New York, yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I am 37, fresh, a fresh 37. I just turned that a few weeks ago. Happy late birthday. Thank you. Happy late birthday. No, we love that. We love that. Um, it's so funny. I feel like it's just people that like are from New York. I feel like we're so much more connected. Like it's, it's a, it's a little community. It just is. Um, you feel like a different layer of connection to people, but to dive into why you're here, what you have to offer to our listeners, how did you get into like personal styling? Like what was the, your story? Like, how'd you end up there? Sure. So I actually have a really interesting background that really helps with my business. So I have always been one for style wardrobe, fashion, all the things, you know, I used to say, like, if someone invited me somewhere, the first thing that I would think about was, Oh, what am I going to wear? But somehow I ended up being an accountant and CPA. So I know it's totally crazy. Yeah. So I worked in corporate America for years. And while I was doing that, I would style coworkers and friends for free. We would do like fashion shows in the bathroom, shopping trips on our lunch breaks. I would bring in pieces or like accessories and style people at their desk. And I really created a label for myself in the office as just like the style guru and made a lot of really great connections. And it wasn't until a coworker left to really career switch herself and pursue her dreams that it made me realize like, why is she any better than me? And so I started researching really what I, you know, what it was beyond like a personal shopper. Mm -hmm. And that's when I discovered image consulting, which really kind of is a larger umbrella for being a wardrobe stylist, you know, because Mm -hmm. I consider my client, you know, what is her lifestyle? Dress her for that. What is her desired image? How does she want others to perceive her? And really, you know, what's going to make her thrive? And then I cultivate a wardrobe that really does all of those things. That's so cool. Yeah, it's funny. I I feel like we've had, so we've had a a bunch of guests on the show and it's, and I love just like the way that you found this route because it's like something you were already doing um, that you were good at and that people like clearly were receptive to and like almost telling you that you were good at. 
And it's funny because it, when it comes to like this show particularly, like me and Julia were like, what are like what are we good at? Like we we're, we were always the ones giving our friends advice, being good listeners, like um, in that sense. And it's just funny how those things translate over to like what we end up doing and loving to do. But it's not the route we initially think because we're constantly thinking about like what we should be doing. But that is so so cool, and I feel like it's something that a lot of people don't think is an option for them to have, or like might feel some shame around like needing, not even needing, but maybe like craving someone to help them within this area of their life. For sure. And I think that, you know, if you're a listener listening to this, if you take nothing out of it in regards to style, I think just my story and path is something that you can take from it. Because I would say that the majority of like a lot of people are really unhappy in their career and they feel trapped and you know, what's the next step? Where do I go next? And you know, it really is possible because I could there be any different of careers between being an accountant and being an image consultant? So different, but you found the way. It's it's so incredible also to hear these kind of stories because just like you said, actually so many women in their 20s feel like the job they have now is the job that they need to have forever and it needs to be perfect and it needs to be the top of the pyramid and whatever. There's so much urgency we feel in our 20s to like be there. But so many women that we've talked to like have started in one place and then listened to what people were telling them that they're good at and then followed that. And that's where they really found their success, their happiness. And it's just always so great to hear that like reinforced because we can get down that rabbit hole of like that we need to like have it all figured out right now. And it's just not true. Exactly. And if, if you feel like really convicted in your heart about what you should be doing, then you should follow it. I mean, I started my business in 2013. It's 2022 and I am thriving. Was I thriving in 2013 and 2014? No, no. So, but like, I didn't give up. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm sure, and I'm sure you can speak to this, that having the, the first job that you had probably only made you way better in this business than if you had just gone maybe straight here as your first A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because a lot of my clients, you know, are in corporate America. Yeah. And so having that background helps me, you know, put myself in their shoes and understand that. And I mean, I think that's with all life experiences because, you know, I'm also a working mom. And so I have those clients and I can help with that. So yes, it did help me. Amazing. So a little bit onto more of the styling and clothing stuff. I feel like for people who aren't maybe like inclined to fashion that they're that they're passionate about it, I think it's easy to be like, well, it doesn't really matter what I wear. But why is it really important what we put on our bodies and how does that affect how we show up in the world and how does that also affect like how we feel about ourselves sure so I have two points about that yeah and I say and it's funny because coming from a you know finance background a lot of people in that industry or maybe like in the tech world or something like that they often feel that their work speaks for themselves And I always tell my clients, there is someone out there that can produce just as good of a work product as you can, but they also have a great image that goes along with it. So maybe they're more marketable in front of a client. So thinking that, you know, what I wear doesn't matter really is something from the past. And, you know, a lot of times people say, well, like, oh, it's just work you're working, most most people are working five days a week. That's a good chunk of your week to be not caring about what you look like. And also with that, you know, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, like it is 
you know, it's evident. We all have been there before when we put on an outfit and we are feeling ourselves. We mm. look in the mirror and you're like, mm-hmm, I am ready to go. I look great. Yeah. And so when you like what you're wearing, you like what you're seeing. When you like what you're seeing, you start to say nice things to yourself. Mm-hmm. And when we start to say nice things to ourselves, we start to believe nice things about ourselves. And it does not happen overnight. It is a transition period to really adjust to this, you know, maybe new you in a different style. Um, but it's really going to do a lot for your confidence and a lot for even not just you, like your confidence is infectious. So the people that you hang around with are also going to feel that positive energy. And I think it's just, you know, boosting confidence is one closet at a time was my original um, tagline. Yeah. I love love that. that. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because I, I do think, I don't know, I maybe with like COVID and all that stuff, I feel like so many of us, either because we work from home um, or because people are working out or whatever, clearly I'm the, an example of that. I feel like we've made not an excuse, but like a default to not really get dressed up as often if we're, we are staying home. Um, so I think we've almost like lost that as a priority or as, as something, but I do think it definitely impacts like the way that we see ourselves. I know for me, like there are so many moments where I'm like, Ooh, not like not loving what I see, but we'll maybe go out with some of our friends. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is who I am. (laughs) Like, it's almost a reminder in that sense. And it also like affects your productivity. Like sometimes if I'm working from home and I'm in sweats all day, I'm like a little slower. And then like, I'll like have to do something where I need to like get dressed up and do my makeup. And then after that, I'm like so much more productive. Cause like, it does make you feel good. Like, like you said, like what you see on the outside does affect how you feel on the inside. And it's crazy how like we have because of COVID kind of fallen into a lot of us just like wearing sweats all the time and not putting on makeup yeah. and like teach their own what makes you happy. But it does, it can really affect that like inner like monitor that we have about sure. our productivity and, and how we're feeling. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to say too about like maybe a controversy between it's not that you have to do these things to be beautiful, to, to feel good per se, but I think it's kind of like it's a form of taking care of yourself, which is, I think the way that you portray it is it's not like you should be doing these things. It's like, no, you actually feel good and so much better when you do, because it's like a form, I don't know, I guess a different form of self-care to an extent, like you're taking care of yourself. You're showering. It is is taking care of yourself. And it really is an investment in yourself. Like you are your own biggest asset. And I tell you, I am having more and more clients that are asking me to create this wardrobe of elevated casual wear or Mm. elevated athleisure because, you know, people have gotten, uh, you know, accustomed to a certain level of comfort and there, you can look great in athleisure and not look like you're going to the gym and have it be really conducive for your lifestyle. And I think that's, what's really important is like, dressing for your lifestyle. Mm. And Julia, you touched upon a really good point about, um, you know, like when I, when you're in sweats, you feel more sluggish and I relate it to like a superhero. So, you know, a superhero is if you take Superman, he's this normal guy, not in his costume, but then he puts his costume on and all of a sudden he's like ready to tackle the world. And he has these powers that come out and, you know, it's this on the same thing as like, 
when you come home from a day's work, what do you first do? Maybe you take off your bra and maybe you put on sweatpants. Your mind is telling you, okay, it's time to relax now. Mm. So your wardrobe really, really can affect you and plays a really um, like subconscious, is that yeah. subconscious, yeah. Liminal? Yeah. Yeah. Liminal, yeah. For oh, sure. I, I love that. I love <laughs> that image. It's so profound. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. It, it's so true. And I do think that we also have a sense of like, at least now, I think there's a lot of topics where people might look at something like uh, focusing on how you look as being, I don't know if this is the right word, but like materialistic or shallow. Yes, or like vain. Yeah. 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 When I I think that's just extra why I love the way that you painted as a form of taking care of yourself. I think, Julia, you brought it up with like, um, with like skincare or like, you're like, oh, in terms of like your puppy ghost, you're like, oh yeah, like I brush her hair and it's literally like a form of love for me, you know, putting makeup on doing stuff like that is also a form of love, but we don't look at it that way. But what I am curious about Ashley is as we mentioned in terms of our audience, a lot of our audience um, are in their twenties. So I'm sure as you can remember, most likely your twenties are a bit of like a different time when it comes to financial stability, I think (laughs) for most people at least. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this and is like, okay, I get it. This is important to me. I want this, but like, I don't have the funds, if you will, for like this dream wardrobe. Like, what would you say to them? So I would tell them to first go and unfollow all the fast fashion people that they follow. So all the bloggers that claim their claim to fame is Walmart, Target, Amazon, please unfollow them because I just feel like they're preying on like... Are there great bloggers out there? Yes. Are there great fast fashion bloggers out there? Yes. Are there great items that they suggest? Yes. So I am not knocking that. I'm just saying like, oh, you know, a lot of people were scrolling on our phones. Maybe we don't feel that great about ourselves. We're looking at this girl and she's, and we're like, oh, well, that's a $20 top. I can get that and achieve the same look. Well, no, she's styled it with designer items. So it's not going to look the same. What I would say is I think sites like Nordstrom Rack are great sites for someone that's trying to develop a wardrobe but doesn't really have the budget. You can find really great quality pieces um, for a fraction of the price. I love to get designer sunglasses at Nordstrom Rack. Um, Nordstrom Rack's the best. Yes. And so, and then also I would say like, be really in tune with your closet. Not enough people really know what they have, what fits, or what they love. So, you know, when you have time, maybe you have a girlfriend over and you guys open a bottle of wine, have some cocktails, go through your wardrobe, do it like sex in the city style, make a game out of it, and like figure out what you love, what you don't love, and then really like maybe make a list on your phone, keep a running list of pieces that you really wish you had, you know, like as you're getting ready to go out with your friends, you're like, oh, I really wish I had a pair of neutral wedges or, you know, I really wish I had a leather jacket because that way, when you do see one come at a really great sale or something that you love, you feel like, oh, I can invest in this because this has been on my list for a while you know, it's not just a snap judgment. Like I'm at the store let me buy this $300 coat. Mm, I love that. Those are all such great tips. And it is so Thanks. true because a lot of us are shopping, like maybe on a budget or, you know, feel that we, we can't, 
you know, splurge a lot on that. But I love the idea of like keeping a list because then you're like, okay, I've wanted this leather jacket for like a real long time. I know I'm going to use it. I have, after you've gone through your closet, I have this, this, and this to pair it with. And it makes it feel like more of, like we said, an investment in yourself if you're investing in that piece and it's an investment in you. For someone who wants to up their style for their lifestyle. I love that you said that before that you should really style yourself to your lifestyle for someone who wants to up their style for their lifestyle, but doesn't really like have a sense of personal style, but wants to develop one. Where are some places you can point them or some tips or tools to help them develop a sense of their own style? Sure. So I think that you know, if you are following any influencers, following an influencer that lives in a similar climate to you and has a similar body shape is going to be really great. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a really tall person, you should follow someone who's really tall. You shouldn't be following petite girls. Um, and then I would say, you know, either whether it's on Pinterest or you're creating like a um, screenshot folder in your phone, screenshot things that you're really drawn to, you know, an outfit that really you love. And then after you have a bunch of screenshots, take a step back and look at all of them. Is there something that they all have in common? Do they all, are they all like wide leg pants? Do they all, are they all like brightly saturated colors? Are they all neutrals? Do they all have like soft, flowy, ruffle materials? So, you know, if you do, like maybe then you resonate with a feminine style. If they're all, you know, stark colors, um, you know, that's a little bit more of a bold style. So try and come up with, find similarities and characteristics about what it is that you do like. Um, And then finding those influencers that have a similar body type to you will help guide you as to what is going to flatter you. So I think a lot of people also don't know what flatters them or they can't pinpoint why it does or doesn't. And that's really where I come into play is I show you like this works because of X, this doesn't work because of Y. Um, But I think those things will really help to guide you. And, you know, you can create a wardrobe that is cohesive. So that's like another really important thing is, you know, if you have like all these pieces that maybe are more structured and then you like decide that you want to get this fringe top, well, that's a little bohemian and probably doesn't really integrate well with your wardrobe. So you're not going to be able to style it. Yeah, no, those are such good tips, really. And I I just keep thinking about like in terms of like what's going to flatter you. I feel like there's a lot of like commentary nowadays about um, like how clothes should fit you and all that stuff. But I think that's something coming from someone who like super struggled with her body image my whole life. Um, I feel like something that I always kind of got wrong about uh, any particular body type is mine and Julia's bodies are very different. Um, however, like I used to assume, oh, just someone that's smaller, like everything's going to fit them perfectly. Like everything's going to look really good. And it's just not the case. And it's not a superior versus inferior body type type of thing. It's just like our bodies are different and different things are going to flatter us. So I think that's just a really good point in terms of following people with similar body types to you. Cause I think it also brings that perspective of like, there's something quite wrong with your body and it's not you, but you also can't have this expectation that everything's going to look a specific way, I guess, but learning what does work with you and yeah. what you do feel comfortable in. So I love that. Cause I think a lot of people, you know, go into dressing rooms, try things on and are sad. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, and I think you touched on a really good point about around expectations is, 
you know, we as women, we expect to go to a store and be able to find something that fits great and looks great. And clothes are created with a general body in mind, but we're not a one size fits all. And so, you know, if you do have to tailor something to make it fit yourself, you know, maybe you have a really large bust. And so you need to accommodate that and you have to have it take a dress in, in the waist. Like it's unfortunate that you have to go through that extra step, but at the same time, it's normal Mm -hmm. and it's going to help to create a perfect fitting garment that ultimately is going to make you really happy in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, and fit is also so important for how it feels on us. Like I have a problem with, with finding clothes that fit all the time because I'm super petite and like most things just do not fit me. I go into a dressing room, I bring 20 things in and I leave with zero because it's really hard to find things that fit, but it's so important. The fitting correctly, I know for me personally is so important because if I'm wearing something and I know that it's not fitting right, like that affects my confidence level in it. And it's like, why am I spending on the money on something that's not going to fit right? But that took me a while to learn because I think I was like, well, it's so cute. And like, I just want to wear it. And like, I don't want to pay to get it tailored. But like, as I get older, I'm like, no, no, no. It's worth, you know, getting something that really fits than just the the cute thing that you saw on Instagram. For sure. And I tell my clients this all the time, a well-fitting black dress is far more beautiful than an ill-fitting dress with like all the bells and whistles on it. Everybody knows that Brenna and I are super big on habits and having and maintaining habits that help us live our best lives. And sometimes we need a little help tracking those habits so that we can make sure we're staying on top of things in order to reach our goals, whatever our goals may be. And that's why today we're talking about Noom. Noom is a great tool to help you track your habits in order to reach your health and wellness goals, whatever they may be if you have them, which if you don't, all good. But if you have a health or wellness goal, Noom is a great tool to help you out. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. And again, this is so personal. And Noom understands that everybody's goals are unique and what works for someone else might not work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible. It focuses on on progress and not perfection, which we love, allowing you to work towards your goals at a pace that is comfortable and right for you, whatever those goals may be. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. For someone who who doesn't have a stylist that or consultant that they can go to, are there certain things to like really look for when it comes to fit, or is that kind of too hard of a question to answer because everybody's bodies are so different? So I think what I can say is, and I tell clients all the time to go with your gut. So you know immediately when you put something on if you're feeling it or if you're not, and if you're standing in the fitting room and you have to like you know hold your breath and turn to the side and then prop your leg out for something to look cute, then you should just pass on it. You know, like a garment should fit and should flatter you and you'll know it immediately when you put it on. Don't convince yourself that it works just because you want to wear it or you want to love it. Um, And 
with that, I always ask my clients when they get dressed in something, I always ask them, how do you feel? Because not enough people are in tune with the emotional side of getting dressed. And, you know, when you feel good in something, it may not be my personal taste, but you're going to radiate. You're going to shine. You're going to smile. And you're going to walk in that room, just strutting your stuff. And that will sell a look any day. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. I think that's like, if you're going to take anything from this interview, it's, it, it's that like, it's so, so impactful and important. And I'm just so glad that you pointed that out, Ashley. Thanks. Yeah. Me too. And I think something that a lot of people, especially in their twenties deal with, um, and the, again, we're just coming up with all these questions that we are coming off <laughs> up with off the bat, but they're relevant. Um, it's just like a changing body. And then we definitely have some like fire quick questions for what to wear in specific scenarios shortly. Um, but for a lot of women who are finding their bodies like changing in their twenties, maybe different from what they were in college or high school, um, or stuff like that, what are your best tips for like either adjusting your wardrobe based on a changing body, or maybe if you feel like your body's changing a lot and you not aren't sure why, but almost feel like there's a lot of drastic changes, how to kind of, I guess, flatter a new body that you're not used to. Does that make sense? Sure. So the first thing I would say is, um, not to, I don't want to say don't get upset about it. Um, but we, it's really important that we dress for the woman that we are today Mm -hmm. and the body that we have today. Mm -hmm. And so that's why editing your closet and getting rid of things that no longer fit you or no longer serve you are so beneficial. So we have like enough noise, if you will, and enough criticism coming from all over. Like we get it from our parents, our boyfriend, our boss. We get it from the people at the grocery store. Everybody has a comment. We don't really need our closet also commenting. And so when you open your closet and it's filled with clothes that no longer fit you, basically your closet is saying, hey, you haven't achieved your goals. You still don't fit into me. And that's negative energy that nobody needs when they wake up in the morning. So I would say that if your body is constantly changing or you're going through a bunch of change, like avoid things that are super tailored. So like, you know, a dress that has a side zipper is not, is it's going to be something that, you know, you need to have a stable weight in order to be able to fit into it. So smocking is really great because that's going to expand with you. Um, You know, things that have some stretch or things that are easy to tailor. So like skirt, like maybe a pencil skirt, that's something that's really easy to tailor. Um, so just thinking about how you can um, transition this garment to a fluctuating weight, mm-hmm. I think is, is good. Yeah, that's super helpful. Okay, we're gonna do a couple rapid fire questions for a couple different scenarios that we okay. would love some tips or tools on. Um, in how to style ourselves or how to prepare for these type of scenarios. Okay, okay, so the first one is outfits for a first date. What are your okay. tips and tricks for this scenario? Also, are you in the belief of, because I know this is a thing going on, are you in the belief of like having one first date outfit that you wear to all of your first dates? I've been hearing people no. say that. <laughs> okay, great. No, I've never heard of that. Um, but so my biggest tip in, I have two of them. One is pick it out well in advance and try it on. Don't just pick it out, try it on, Mm. put it on, see how it is. 
and then figure out like what you're doing. So are you going to be eating dinner? Are you going to be like riding carnival rides? If you are, sit down in it. How does it feel? If you're wearing a short and you sit down and now your hoo-ha is hanging out, that's a problem. So, you know, if you're just going to be standing and you don't have to move, maybe that's not so much of an issue for you. But so think about what you're wearing and try it on and make sure you feel great in it when you do try it on. And it's also nice if you have a friend too, because she can help to give you tips. Um, I don't think you should have a go-to first date look because your each first date could be different. Like I said before, yeah. you could go to dinner or you could go to a carnival and you're going to need different footwear for those items. Yeah. yeah. Oh that. my gosh. So, so very much. That Those are such good tips. It's definitely one that I'll say comes up a lot in, in the twenties times. Um, what yeah. about you have a date? What do I wear? That's like everyone's yeah, first, like, what I'm first thing. thing. Um, but having said that, don't be afraid to repeat it. Like if you have three first dates and you felt smoking in that one dress and it's applicable, why not just wear it again? Totally. Totally. No, for sure. Um, and what about something like, like a job interview? So we have a lot of those too. (laughs) Job interview. So I would say just, I don't think there's any problem with like overdressing for that you know like if even if the dress code is casual you want to keep your pieces really neat really tailored um but also I think it's okay to show off your personality you know Mm -hmm. like if you have a bright and bubbly personality don't be afraid to wear color if that resides with your personality I think that um you know I had a friend that I used to work with and she was like it was ingrained in her head that she could only wear these colors in her job and I feel like when you do show off your personality through your wardrobe, it really opens you up to meeting new people at work. Meeting Mm. new people leads to meeting new opportunities, which can only be a good thing for you. Um, And then also I would say, try that on well in advance. Like don't wait till the night before to figure out what you're going to wear. And please, 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 iron or steam or have the dry cleaner do it don't show up in wrinkles yes yes oh yeah. the trying on in advance is something that I need to be better about because I love clothes I'm such a clothes junkie but also I wait until the last minute for every single thing in my life to pick out what I'm wearing and then I'm always a half an hour late because I don't like it yeah. when I put it on Yeah. So I like to, I have like a separate section in my closet that I will put together looks in that, like if I'm feeling creative or inspired or whatever, I'll put together looks over there. So I'm like, Oh, I could wear this the next time I want to go out to dinner and it's already ready to go. Love that tip. Oh, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Cause I do it in my head, but then I don't actually like put it together or try it on. And then I like, doesn't work out on my body the way it worked out in my head. And then I'm late. I also try on clothes often in between what I've worn during the day and changing into my pajamas because I'm already taking my clothes off. So it seems more efficient. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I feel like a lot of times, even when we order, like I'm so guilty of if I'll order something online, like I'll just wait way too long to try it on because I'm like, oh, it's not a good time. Oh, I have to, I'm late here. I'm late here. Um, But I definitely, I've gotten better. I think Ju, like in the 
in high school, no lie, my prom dress, I got it, I want to say the week before prom, like crazy. Now I'm much better. I'm definitely more <laughs> in advance. But like that was super the um, personality I operated out of before. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it's almost like an avoidance tactic. Well, mm-hmm. I think just start with opening the package because half the time you can tell on the fabric, like if you're not feeling the way the fabric is or the color, you could rule it out right then and then you won't miss the return window. Oh, so true. So true. Okay. How about a job interview or an important meeting via Zoom? Are there any like specific tricks for Zoom? Like I see you're wearing like really gorgeous earrings and I think like that, that could be fun. Yeah. So I would say make sure like accessorize is great, but make sure your accessories kind of translate to what you're doing. So, you know, if you're working at an art studio, you, it's totally appropriate for you to wear like leather laser cut earrings or something like that. Or if you're working in the fashion industry, a statement necklace or something like that. Um, But if you're working in a more conservative industry, like go with a really pretty stud and maybe a dainty necklace. Mm. Um, also having this isn't wardrobe related but having really good lighting is also really great and just great for your overall image as you're presenting yourself online so whether it be an interview or just work in general um really important for an interview like you have to think when you are interviewing in person there's all these other senses that are coming into play you know you the temperature of the air the person can read your body language they can smell your perfume Um, all of those things are lost when you're on Zoom. So all we have is this little box to present ourselves. So making sure your background, you know, is neat and tidy and, um, and then you, that you have really good lighting is also important. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes so much sense, especially since I feel like it's more and more common nowadays. Um, And then now that it's getting closer to summer, could not be more excited. Um, but I do think that a big like anxiety point for a lot of people is as we start to show a little bit more skin, um, especially if they're not feeling super comfortable. So when it comes to like bathing suits, um, do you have any tips on finding bathing suits that suit us well for yes. our So my first tip would be look outside of Target. I feel like everyone only buys bathing suits from Target. And while they have great suits, it's not the only place. So many times, you know, I've had friends like, I'm really frustrated. I can't find any bathing suits. Where have you looked? I've only ever looked at Target. I'm like, okay, there are more stores than that. Um, right? Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. laughing because you it's true. it's true. I'm laughing because it's the truest yeah. thing ever. Yeah. So I would say um, when it comes to swimsuits, more is more as a, in regards to trying on. And I also think it's great to order and try on in your own home as opposed to going to the store because, you know, like you don't want to have to deal with a salesperson like, hey, how's everything fitting? It's not fitting great. Thanks for asking. Like, (laughs) so when when you order and have it sent to your home, I recommend ordering multiple sizes Mm. so you can just try them on right there instead of getting frustrated when something doesn't fit and having to send it back, just have it there ready to go. And then also what I think is figure out like what you want to play up. Like if it's your boobs that you want to play up, you know, maybe get a push-up top, you know, figure out what assets it is that you want to go with and, you know, um, focus on that instead of focusing on what we don't like about ourselves. And then last thing would be 
And this is gonna be a little bit tricky for someone who's never had a color analysis done, but I have like some ways that you can try and figure it out on your own. So wearing a bathing suit in your optimum color palette, really important because we're seeing so much of your skin. So, you know, for example, I have a client, she's like all warm tones. So like reds, oranges, yellows, those really flatter her. The cool colors like cobalt blue don't. So for her to wear a full bathing suit in cobalt blue, it's going to wash her out, make her look pale versus the other is going to make her glow. So a way that you can do this is, you know, if you have, take a bunch of your shirts, try them all on without makeup and see how you feel as you change the color. People can typically recognize whether they feel washed out or not. And then that can help to give you an indication as to whether what colors might suit you best and look for um, swimsuits in those colors. Oh, also, prints are your friend. Ooh, yeah. The last one would be that prints, prints are your friend. So prints help to kind of mask any like lumps or bumps that we might have. Um, so if you're a curvier person, go with a curvier print, like a floral versus a geometric, like a stripe, because your curves are going to distort the stripe. Yeah. I love the color palette tip because I, that's something I like didn't know about that. Like, you know, people are like certain, like certain tones look better on certain skin types. I mean, obviously that makes sense, but I didn't know that that was like a thing that you could go and like have someone tell you like what your Mm -hmm. colors are. And it's so cool. Yep. Yep. So so I'm certified in color analysis. So it's part of the services that I offer for my clients. So fun. Ashley, this has been so incredible. I can't thank you enough for all of your tips, your tools, your wisdom. This has been so informative. And I know that so many people are going to benefit from this conversation. Oh, awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. Oh, I'm so glad. We just have two little last questions before we let you go. Um, If you could tell your 20-year-old self one thing, and this could be about styling or it could be just about anything in life. Um, what would you tell 20 year old Ashley? Mm, 20 year old Ashley, I probably would have told her to move to New York city sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if there's something that you're passionate about, don't let others dim that passion for you mm-hmm. and, you know, really pursue that because, you know, image or not your happiness is the most important thing. Oh, yes. That's, that's so powerful. And I know for a fact, so many people in their twenties listening right now are going to need to hear that for whatever they're hoping to pursue. Um, and our last question for you is where can people find you anything about your blog, anything you want to share, um, people can connect with you. Sure. So you can find me at ashleyshafer.com or on Instagram at styled by Schaefer. And you know, I would really encourage you sign up for the blog. I give a whole lot of great information for free out there. I'm constantly referring back to it with clients saying, oh, I wrote a blog about that. Um, Even there are shopping links and stuff that is fully vetted and recommended by yours truly, not just spamming you with just loads of different things. Um, Lots of great tips and various different like body types and things like that I give tips for. So it's useful for everyone. 
Yeah, it's amazing. Everyone go follow Ashley over there. I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And Ashley, thank you so much. This has been so, so fun. We're so grateful for your time. Oh, great. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring 20s Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.